Welcome to Landmark Worship Center's audio podcast. We hope that this message will inspire and encourage your life. So open your heart and mind and receive what God has for you today. Something new today, um, and I'm going to see if it helps. I'm drinking smart water. And hopefully it works. Hopefully at least hydrates me, at least. Hydrates my voice. It's already working? Because <sighs> I'm smart enough to drink it? So typically I might not finish a whole bottle, but this one I may, just to see if it works. So, this quarter... We are focusing on preparing for ministry. Um, We've touched on what ministry is. It's basically servanthood, serving in the kingdom of God, doing whatever we find to do in the kingdom of God. Um, And so today, I'm going to talk to you about holy, holy. Some may not like that combination of words, but I don't really care, Austin. It's what the Lord gave me. (laughs) I'm just giving him a hard time. Holy, holy. I think the moment that we were introduced to the Lord, and some of us, it was probably literally in our mother's womb. Some of us had mothers that would pray and sing and talk to us. Um, So I don't know when that was, that introduction was to the Lord. Um, But at some point in time, we began to feel his holy presence. And everything in our lives changed, whether we understood it or not. Uh, You could have been four years old. You could have been 40 years old when you were introduced to the Lord. But I'm going to tell you, we will never be the same again. Anyone that comes in contact with the Spirit of the Lord, their lives are never the same again. Now, we may go out and sin. We may go out and live for the world and do everything in the world. But I promise you, that presence of the Lord that we experience will always be in our minds. And we will always long for that. God has always had and will always have a called out people. Called out unto him. Set apart unto him. A holy people called unto ministry. And you are sitting here today because he's called you. He's chosen you. The God who created the heavens and the earth. It is amazing every time I think about it that he even knows I exist. (laughs) Of all the people in the world and he hears and answers our prayers. But even from the Old Testament, Leviticus 11 and 45 
he said to the children of Israel, for I am the Lord that bringeth you up out of the land of Egypt to be your God. I think he was saying, I expect you to understand this. I brought you out and I want to be your God. Ye shall therefore be holy, for I am holy. That was his expectation for the ones he called out. Leviticus 20, 7 and 8. Sanctify yourselves therefore and be ye holy. For I am the Lord your God and ye shall keep my statutes and do them. I am the Lord which sanctify you. Now the word here, sanctify, is pretty much the same word as holy. There's one letter change. Uh, but it simply means I've called you to be separate. To be set apart, to be consecrated, to be dedicated to me and my ways. Keep my statutes. He is a holy God and he's asking his people to be holy. What a privilege to be called out by him, to be chosen by him. We can look at it as, oh man, I have to do all this stuff and people out there, all my friends, all my family in the world, they don't have to do it. Or we can look at it in the way we should look at it. We are privileged. We are privileged that we know him and that he chose us. He called us. When he called us, he separated us. When he filled us with his Holy Spirit, there was a dividing line that happened. He separated us. And now he says, be holy as I am holy. But in that moment, he put his Holy Spirit inside of us. And says, okay, now you're supposed to be holy as I am holy. And isn't that what we're striving for? Amen. Yes, Sister Burke, it is. We are striving to be holy. In John chapter 15, Jesus is teaching his disciples, his chosen ones, his followers, the ones like you and I. He explains to them that he is the vine and we are the branches. If we are to be successful, we must stay connected to the vine, to him. We're going to look at verses 5 through 8. He says, I am the vine and ye are the branches. He that abideth in me. When there's an E-T-H on the end of a word, that means continually. Not just abide in me one time, but abideth. He that chooses to continually stay or remain in me. And I in him. The same, that person, bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. You can't bear fruit without him. If a man abide not in me... He is cast forth as a branch and is withered and men gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. If ye abide in me and my words 
abide in you. You shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is the Father glorified that ye bear much fruit. So shall ye be my disciples. Don't ever just pull out that scripture because it excites us and, and we love what it says. You shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. That's not the whole scripture. There are some prerequisites to that. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Verse 14, ye are my friends if ye do whatsoever I command you. Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth. But I have called you friends. For all things that I have heard of my Father, I have made known unto you. And listen to this. Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. And ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit. And that your fruit should remain. That whatsoever ye shall ask of my father in my name, he may give it you. How many want your prayers answered? <laughs> whatsoever you ask of the father in my name, he will give, give it you. Well, in order to have that, we have to abide in him and he has to abide in us. To me, that sounds like someone who is holy, holy. Holy, W-H-O-L-L-Y, meaning entirely, totally, all together. And of course, holy means set apart. Holy, holy. When we repented of our sins, when we were baptized in the name of Jesus, when we received his Holy Spirit, we became the called out ones, the chosen ones, the holy ones, separated ones. First Peter 2, 9 through 12. But ye, point to yourself, he's talking to me, but ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, which in time past were not a people. But thank God, now, <laughs> the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but thank God, now have obtained mercy. Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lust, which war against your soul. There's a reason he tells us to stay away from things. They war against your soul. Having your conversation honest among the Gentiles, 
that whereas they speak against you as evildoers, they may by your good works, which they shall behold, glorify God in the day of visitation. He's saying, let them see by your conversation, by your words, and by your works that you're set apart. You're peculiar. You're not like everyone else. They need to see it. You are a chosen generation. So we've established who we are, who we are called and chosen to be. I want us to talk about what that looks like moving forward in preparing for ministry. What about us is called to be his followers, his sanctified disciples? What is it about us that is called out? I'll tell you, it's everything. (laughs) Everything about us. Everything we do, everything we say, the decisions that we make. We talked last week about the decisions that we make based on eternity, not the here and now. Everything about us is called into ministry, is called to be set aside and set apart. God desires every part of us to be in consecration to him. He desires us to serve him with our whole being, every part of us. Numbers 32 and 11, after they've come out of Egypt, the Lord said, surely none of the men that came up out of Egypt from 20 years old and upward shall see the land which I swear unto Abraham and Isaac and unto Jacob because they have not wholly followed me. It's quite a price to pay for only partially following God. I believe the Lord wants our mind. He wants our body. He wants our spirit. He wants our mouth. He wants our hands and our feet. He wants all of us to be sanctified unto him. Set apart unto him. So I'm hoping in this quarter that we cannot just talk about preparing for ministry, but that we can actually prepare ourselves for ministry. We can learn something new or be reminded of our calling and who we are. Be reminded that we were called to be separate from the world. And that we can put some action into that calling and into our call to ministry. Not long ago, I was on my way to a church service. And I had just been real scattered, you know, before that. So on my way to the service, I was just praying. I had a few minutes in the car. And uh, I just said to the Lord... God, let my thoughts be holy. Because I wanted my mind ready for that service. I wanted to be prepared um, to either receive or to give out or both. Whatever the Lord wants, I always want to be ready. 
And when I said that, the Lord said to me, if your thoughts can become holy, then all you do can become holy as well. So I wanted to just stay in the car and have a prayer meeting and get some understanding, but I went to church. (laughs) But I have not been able to get that off of my mind. Philippians 2, 1 through 8. If there be therefore any consolation in Christ, any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels of mercy... Fulfill ye my joy, that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through strife or vain glory, but in lowliness of mind. Let each esteem other better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. This is holy thinking, H-O-L-Y. This is holiness in the mind. When we think holy thoughts, our actions become holy as well. He was God robed in flesh. Every thought he had was holy. So as our example, he says, let us esteem others higher than ourselves. Stop thinking about ourselves. Humble ourselves and become a servant. Become a minister. Remember, holy is separated. As followers of Christ, our thinking should not be the thinking of the world. As followers of Christ, we should have holy thinking. And therefore, our actions follow our thoughts and our actions become holy as well. I don't know about you, but... I want it. (laughs) I want it. And I have light years to go, but I'm going to strive for it. Let this mind, this holy mind, which was in Christ Jesus, be in you. He was sinless. You know why he was sinless? Because every thought he had was sinless. Every thought he had was holy. I think if I'm going to make a difference in this world, then I have got to think the way that he thinks. 
I need holy thinking. I have to think completely different than the world. There are a whole lot of opinions out there, and we share them. We all have our opinions. But if my thinking is holy, I don't make decisions based on what the world says. I don't make my decisions based on what the news says. I don't make decisions based on what the popular opinion is. Even the popular opinion of the Christian world. Because everybody's a Christian these days. I went into a store in Texas and, well, I'll tell you this. (laughs) We went into this first store that we went in. Sharitha got about, Sister Wheeler, she got about a fourth of the way in and I got about half the way in. And we both turned around and looked at each other. And she said, I got to get out of here. And I said, I got to get out of here too. Hadn't really, you know, we were just, you know, you walk into a store and you just kind of look. And as we both said that and we both were feeling something, and I literally, we both literally got sick, like in the pit of our stomach. It was, I'd never experienced that before. And as I was walking out, I began to see books on witchcraft and this and that and I was like oh okay no wonder we're like we're feeling choked here um anyway we went in this other store pleasant atmosphere they're playing Christian music I was so thankful and uh I think I even said to somebody thank you (laughs) this is such a relief coming into this store um but the Christian world sees things, the Christian world, and I, and I say that lightly, because they're playing Christian music, and they're selling booty shorts. They're playing Christian music, and they're selling tank tops, and skimpy, skimpy clothing for young ladies. And there are Bibles there. And there's journals there. And they had some really nice stuff there. It's a mixed up world. It's not the thinking of Christ. Don't get confused. If you want to know the opinion of the Lord, the holy opinion of the Lord, we've got to stay in the word. What does the word say? I can't base my opinion on even what you say. Even if I trust you and I love you, I still need it backed up by the word of the Lord. My thoughts need to be separate from the world. If my thoughts are holy, then I make my choices based on my holy thoughts. What would change in our lives if our thoughts became holy? What would change in our view of our current situation if we thought his thoughts about it. I could have saved myself a little worry and stress last night. I'm putting this lesson together and I'm not even living it in the moment or in the moment before I put it together because it was really late at night and I had a lot of notes that the Lord had given me and As we spoke, Brother Ayers, about sometimes electronics 
isn't all that. (laughs) It all erased, and I could not get it back. And it was 11 o'clock. And so I was just kind of beside myself. And then my husband came in and began speaking holy words to me. Truthful words. God's going to take care of it. It's all right. He'll bring it back to your mind. While I'm crying, being a big baby. And I knew in my mind that was the truth. But in the moment, I was exhausted and I just wanted to go to bed. (laughs) The Bible has a lot to say about our minds. There's so many scriptures about the mind, our thinking, protecting our minds, purifying our thoughts, thinking on good things. But what would change? I tell you what would have changed in me if my thoughts in that moment before I started again to put this together would have been holy. And they did begin to go that way when he began to speak. God's got this. It's okay. But how do we become holy in our thoughts? How do we start thinking the way that he thinks? I'm not talking about our interpretation of the word of God. I'm talking about the word of God, what it says. Matthew 12 and 34, the end of that scripture says, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The Holy Bible is just that. It is holy. Because it came from the heart of a holy God. His words are holy. They are very different than the words of the world. His views are different. His actions are different. His interactions with people are different. They are holy. They are separated from sin. They are set aside for the purpose of the salvation of mankind. Every thought, every word of our God is holy. It is pure. It is without sin. And he said, be ye holy, even as I am holy. Oh, I know it sounds impossible, doesn't it? (laughs) Sounds like a really tall order to fill. The good thing about it is he gives us our lifetime (laughs) of trying to get there. The point is, let's try to get there. Let's try to change our thinking to be his thinking. Anything that you can read about the character of God, it's holy. When he ate with sinners, it was holy. When he went out of his way to go to Samaria, it was holy. And nobody understood it. Because they weren't used to holy thinking. If we are to prepare for ministry, and I believe the Lord is saying the first place to change is our thoughts. Because if our thoughts can become his thoughts, 
then our ways will become his ways. The world says, you know, just give up on them. They're a hopeless case. (laughs) But God is holy. And what he would say is, let me introduce you to the God of hope. That's holy thinking. Being followers of Christ. I think his word bears it out that he is calling us to be holy, holy. Every part of us. Every word that we speak. Every action that we take. He's calling us to that. In other words, fully holy. Not just holy on Sundays and not just holy in our thinking some of the times. But our thoughts need to be holy all of the time. In other words, seeing things the way that he would see them. You get in a situation and you don't know what to do and you become frazzled and and just so upset. And in that moment, if we could just think his thoughts... We would know everything is going to be all right. Especially if we've brought it to him in prayer. That's why there's scriptures in the word that says, don't wait till the battle's over. (laughs) Go ahead and shout now. (laughs) The battle doesn't belong to you. It belongs to the Lord. That's holy thinking. If we could just get that in our spirits, if it could become a part of us, Wow, we would be changed. I I want it. I want it. Pray for me. I need it. (laughs) And I'll pray for you. We all need it, don't we? But I believe this is how we will win the lost and hungry souls in this county. The actions of Jesus showed loud and clear exactly what he was thinking. He was constantly reaching for those in need. Those who were hurting, those who were bruised, those who were lonely, those who were forgotten. And he said to us, be ye holy, for I am holy. In other words, don't stick your nose up in the air when you see somebody that is struggling or a sinner or whatever. No, that's not the thoughts. That's not the holy thoughts of Christ. He proves it over and over and over in his word. 1 Peter 1 and 15. But as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. All manner of conversation. When our thoughts become holy, our conversation will follow. What does holy conversation sound like? I guess read the words of the Lord and, and we'll know that answer. 
I tell you what one thing of holy conversation I believe sounds like. And that is when we speak words of faith. Speaking words of faith in our God. That's holy conversation. Words of faith are just the opposite. They're separate than the words that this world is speaking. This world is saying everything's doom and gloom and nothing is good and everybody's doing this and everybody's doing that. But holy words are words that are separate. They're sanctified words. They're the words that Jesus spoke. When you see these things happening in the world, look up. I've got some good news for you. Your redemption draweth nigh. They spoke holy words, Jesus and his disciples, when they spoke faith. Sometimes holy words make no sense to the world, of course, but sometimes they don't make sense to us because we're just human. We struggle with trying to speak faith sometimes. You say it to me and I say it to you and we help one another. We're going through something and we're like, I just, I just don't know. I don't see how it's going to work out. I just don't see any hope. And then you say to me, but God is going to come through. You speak holy words to me. We know that you get what you speak, right? What followed the holy words that Jesus spoke and his disciples spoke? holy actions followed healing happened deliverance happened the dead were raised when they spoke those words of faith forgiveness happened salvation happened when they spoke those holy words of faith this is ministry this is the ministry that we are preparing ourselves for. We've said it before. If we could, people could just see more signs and miracles, then they would be drawn to the Lord. Yes, I mean, the Bible proves that. They were all drawn to Jesus. The crowds were all drawn to him because of the miracles. And that's what we want. We want the crowds drawn to the house of the Lord. We want people drawn to us. In order for us to do that, we've got to change our thinking. It starts right here. Well, that's just for Brother Smith. He can pray for people and they can be healed. No, you have the Holy Spirit inside of you. You can lay hands on anyone and they could be healed. We've got to change our thinking. We need our thoughts to be his thoughts. Because when that happens, when our thoughts become holy instead of carnal or worldly. I didn't say sinful. Just carnal or what? I can't do that. Uh, no, that's not for me. No, let's change our thoughts to holy thoughts. Because when we do that, holy action will happen. 
This is what we need to be preparing for, Landmark. By becoming holy as he is holy, we will see all of the same miracles that they saw. He said it, greater things than these shall ye do. I don't know about you, but I so far have not prayed for a dead person and them come back to life. Because my thoughts have not been his thoughts about it. We just have to start thinking the way that he thinks. And I believe when we do that, we will start receiving the holy things of God. Ministry is doing things his way. And his way is holy. Psalm 145 and 17 says, The Lord is righteous in all his ways and holy in all his works. John 9 and 4 said, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. Jesus was saying that. So what are his works? What is his work for us to do as his followers? Well, he came to bring peace. He came to heal. He came to call sinners to repentance. He came to bring life and that more abundantly. He came to baptize with water. John 12 and 46, he says, I am come a light into the world that whosoever believeth on me should not abide in darkness. And he said it, I am the light of the world and ye are the light of the world. Go and bring light. Luke 4 and 18, the spirit of the Lord is upon me, he said, because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind and to set at liberty them that are bruised. He came to be holy. And he came to do holy things. Why did he choose us? Why did he save us? Of course, so we could make it to heaven, live in eternity, but also to take Jesus and his holy ways to the lost and hurting world. To be Jesus to all that are around us. To do things his way. To be him. To mimic him, just like the disciples. The disciples just mimicked him. They watched what Jesus did and then they turned around and did it. But I believe that's because they're thinking. They had been around him so much. They had spent so much time with him. They watched him. They even tried to save him from the children. Don't, don't bother the master. They tried to save him from people like Zacchaeus and save him from people like the woman at the well and, you know, all those sinners. 
because their thinking was the thinking of the world or the carnal. But once they were around him for so long, they began to think like he thought. And those thoughts became actions. And we have the word of God to tell us what happened. That then they began to lay hands on the sick. At just the pieces of Paul's apron, people were healed. He said, greater things than these shall ye do. How do we become holy? Holy. It's a big, tall order. But I want to strive for it. But I believe it's by spending time with him. Getting to know him. Staying in his word. Finding out his character. Everything about the Lord Jesus Christ is holy. Every word was holy. Every thought was holy. It was separated. It didn't make sense to the world. His whole sermon on the mount, he gave them brand new ways of thinking. You've always heard it this way, but let me tell you, this is the right way. This is the holy way. Free from sin, separated, consecrated, sanctified. And he's asking us, be ye holy as I am holy. How many feel like you got a long way to go? Exactly. But at least we're in it together, right? <laughs> at least we have grace to give to one another, right? <laughs> I'm not going to put the pressure on you if you don't put it on me. <laughs> we'll just take the pressure from the word of God. How about that? I want us to pray. And the main thing I want us to pray today. And it's not going to happen overnight. As a matter of fact, I'm going to have to write it down. I'm going to have to put it in my phone. I'm going to have to. I want my thoughts to be holy. Because when my thoughts are holy, everything will come out of that. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. He would not have asked us to be holy if it wasn't possible. Let's pray.